Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey everybody, welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your host for this episode of the show, and the Chief Lounge Lizard. So saddle up, partner, and get ready to head out into the Old West, because we are celebrating Red Dead Redemption this week. Should, should I say yeehaw? <laughs> Joining me is Todd Hargosh. Todd Hargosh is the uh, co-host of our other show, The Gamer Geeks, uh, which runs monthly right here at GameIndustry.com. And Todd Hargosh has been playing Red Dead Redemption for quite some time. Uh, he's been playing on the Xbox 360, and I have been playing on the uh, PlayStation 3. So, Todd, welcome to the lounge today, partner. Thank you, Cowboy. <laughs> there we go. There we go. And... Uh, so now, Red Dead Redemption. Um, we we usually don't do lounges on just a single show. We usually leave that up to the, the reviewers. And Shella uh, Ramanan uh, is going to review this game, and she's actually working very hard right now on the review and hopefully having a good time. But I, I wanted to get together and talk with you a little bit because uh, Red Dead Redemption. I mean, it's really done some stuff that is kind of unexpected, and I think I think that Rockstar, the developers, should be uh, praised for what they've done and what they've created here, and, and so that's basically what what Todd and I are going to be uh, chatting about today. Now, now, Todd, Red Dead Redemption. This was a title that you really had no interest in at first, right? No, because um, I mean I've I heard about the game, but I still had bad a bad taste of the previous game, Red Dead Revolver, in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played. I mean, I played that one too. It was it was just a basic shooter that. I got bored of after an hour of playing. I, th- I think I did too. I, it was it kind of uh, it led you by the nose a bit, um, and then you just got put into these stupid shootout situations. And and I I, I too got bored after uh, like an hour. I think maybe I was just like oh, I'm done with this. So yeah. so Red Dead Redemption I guess is kind of an appropriately named game. Pretty much because yeah. <laughs> it's sort of redeeming the uh, the the the. Um, the first title. And interestingly enough, I went back and I got my copy of Red Dead Revolver out, and the guy on the cover of Red Dead Revolver has a big scratch across his face, kind of like the hero of Redemption. But I, it can't be the same guy because they're set like 50 years apart. So Yeah, I, I know it's a different character because I mean, when I heard that Red Dead Redemption was going to take place in the year 1911, I was, I was kind of concerned because, mm-hmm. I mean – it's right from the end, right at the end of the old west, and we're starting to get ready to the World War One period. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering how they were going to be able to make a good spaghetti western style game in that time period, but apparently they did. Yeah, it's really good. Although I will say, because uh, I haven't in the single player game, I haven't been able to get uh, any of the advanced weapons yet, because they're very. It's very good at how the, how they kind of slowly meddle it out to your character. But in the multiplayer, which I've been playing. I have been able to upgrade my weapon, and I got all the way up to a, like a 911 45, you know, clip pistol, basically, um, and it's awesomely powerful and stuff. And and I also was able to get a, I think it's like a Luger like type of gun, uh, and and it's just wow. yeah, and it's just it it's cool and it's really powerful, but it doesn't feel old west like, you know. Yeah. So I I don't know. It'll it'll, it'll be interesting to see. How that happens when I when I actually get those weapons in the single player game, but I have handled them and they are very nice. They're powerful and you know you get like fourteen shots or nine shots or something like that. It's 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 very cool, um, but not not really old west like I don't think. No, 
Then again, I've heard reports there are actually car racing in this. I haven't seen it yet, but one guy I've talked to in the game actually mentions about cars. Oh, yeah, well, you see a car in the intro. You see it being brought off the ferry, so... Oh, that's right, I remember that. Yeah, I know they exist, and I've heard people at campsites talk about, oh, I'm going to save up money and get me a car, you know, one of them new cars. So, I I don't know, I assume assume they'll be in the game. Um, Actually, if you look at the history of the West, there were a lot of um, bank robbers who were very successful in this time period because they invested in cars and they were actually robbing banks with cars. And, you know, the people that would chase them would have to chase them on horseback a lot of times. And so they would they would get away until yeah. until the lawmen started using cars, too. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's inter- it is an interesting period uh, of history. And it's interesting, like I know on the train at the outset of the game, you hear a bunch of people talking and you sort of get a nostalgic feeling like, oh, wow, the Old West is dying, you know. It's, it's, it's really well done. But let's talk about the, um, let's talk about what they've done because Red Dead Redemption is, um, an open world, uh, much like the Grand Theft Auto titles. And so Todd, why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about your experiences in the Red Dead Redemption's open world and how, how open of a world is it really? First of all, uh, I've noticed, I've heard about the scope of the, of the game. Mm-hmm. The, about the, uh, Land mass is actually twice the size of that of San Andreas. Oh, really? And San Andreas was huge, yeah. Fair. And it makes sense because San Andreas had three areas. And it had spoof of L.A., San Francisco, and Vegas. Mm-hmm. Well, here we got uh, New Austin, we got Mexico, and we got the uh, Plains. Yeah, and the one thing about San Andreas, though, was there was a lot of sort of dead area in between that was sort of just like the hinterlands where you could just drive forever, and there wasn't much content. But that doesn't seem to be the case here. Well, not really, but when you think about it, though, it's still the Old West. There'll be a lot of dead area there, too. No, but, I mean, they fill it up with a lot of random encounters and adventures and strangers and things. And that's another thing I liked. The fact is you just go ring, just going down a road, and all of a sudden somebody will yell for help. You need to get somebody stole my horse. Uh, you can witness a robbery. Wild animals, you can go out there and hunt them, skin them for, um, to sell for extra money. Mm-hmm. Everywhere I go, I find something new, like, Maybe somebody asking for help him pick flowers to make fill a bouquet for his wife. <laughs> I mean, simple stuff like that. I mean, I hate random encounters in role playing games. Okay. I mean, that goes back a long way, back to the days of Final Fantasy, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like thirteen, but that's a different story. Right. But no, these random encounters I actually enjoy doing. Well, and they're optional too. It's if you because mm-hmm. there are bit there have been times where I've seen like two lawmen chasing a chasing a criminal, for example. I've I've actually run into that random encounter a couple times, and sometimes I just don't feel like getting involved. And you don't have to. You can just stand back and let let it happen, or you can shoot the lawman, or you can shoot the the criminal. Yeah, I always do justice my own way. <laughs> what do you do? Shoot everybody? Shoot, shoot him in the back. Oh. <laughs> That was until I got my lasso. Oh, the yes, the lasso. That's one of the things that Rockstar wanted to uh, really push. Uh, they sent a, a press kit that talked about all the different things in the game, and one of the things they were most proud of is the fully functioning lasso. So how how has the lasso helped you in the game? Well, let's see. I've saved many horses, caught a lot of criminals, worked out great for bounty hunting missions, which I've been spending a lot of time on. Yeah, the bounty hunting, mission, bounty hunting missions are awesome. It, and the only problem is... Uh, when I first got it, I kept kept thinking to myself, "You got to hold the left trigger button down because if you don't, he's going to run off." Yeah, same way with the PlayStation Three, and and I did it wrong. You, you basically to you hold the left trigger button down to get the lasso up, and then you push the right trigger to actually throw it at your target. But if you don't keep the left 
left trigger held down, the, the guy can get away. So you'll knock him over, but he'll immediately get out of his rope. So you gotta gotta keep that tight on him. Or the same thing would happen if I have to capture a runaway horse. When I'm on my horse, I gotta remember to hold the left button down, or um, he'll run off, run away from me again. It's either that, or I can just get on that horse and go back. But I'm used to using mine because. Mine's been trained to stay with me and have a high amount of stamina. Yeah, definitely. The the we'll we'll talk about the horses because that was another thing. But I found that the lasso is a great tool. I actually, especially when you're doing like night patrols at, at that initial ranch, uh, the oh, the yeah. lasso is great because it's a it's a very effective non lethal way of dealing with people. And in terms of the bounty, you get a lot more money and I think a touch more honor if you bring back the criminal alive. Yeah, I can't. I can't have a question about the honor because I don't remember firsthand, but you do get double the money available. Mm-hmm. So you'll see a wine poster say like $400 alive, $200 dead. Mm-hmm. It's hard. To- and I I don't know if there's any that say must be taken alive or or shoot to kill. There was an old game called Technocop on the Commodore 64 that did that. Oh, they said you had to kill him or you had to take him yeah, alive? It's there, bring him alive. First few missions say dead or alive, but there was a say must be captured. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to capture those guys sometimes because you're basically looking at your radar and trying to figure out, okay, which one is the target, and then you're trying not to shoot him. <laughs> and and yeah. then and then he has a tendency of running away. And I've I've chased one guy for about 50 miles before I caught him. Oh, you know what I I've I've taken to doing is I shoot all the horses first, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so they can't go anywhere. Uh, Even I haven't done that yet. <laughs> I, I know that's pretty cutthroat, I guess. But I'm like, you know what? He's just gonna run. So I shoot the horses in it in their camp. Usually I'll try to get up above their camp so I can look down on them, and, mm-hmm. and then I'll I'll shoot the horses. And usually the horses are pretty smart in this game. If you kill one horse, the others will generally bolt off and get the hell out of there so once they're dehorsed then i can concentrate on taking out the gang members and and trying to run down and capture the other guy which is hard because you've got a lasso at that point and he's probably still shooting at you and even worse reinforcements run after. that's the thing if you do not get the most fun time i had with the game was i captured so far was i captured this guy alive and he was at some godforsaken out of the way camp. I got like a ton of money for it. Tied it, hog tied him, put him on the back of my horse, started to leave, and I get about a quarter of the way back to town, and all of a sudden his gang starts showing up, and they chased me all the way across West Texas. <laughs> Every now and then I'd take a shot and take one out, but it was, it was pretty intense. Yeah, the bounty hunting, the bounty hunting is, is pretty cool. Um, in the game, uh, so, as far as the open world goes, I think that in addition to the random encounters, one of the cool things is just the amount of activities that you can do in each one of the towns. That was that was pretty impressive for me. I mean, what can you do in that first ranch that you are that you are at? You can you can go on night patrol, which is following that dog around, and the dog that is like smarter than Sherlock Holmes and can always yeah. always find a crime going on somewhere. Um, there's the uh, playing poker, which is actually very hard. Apparently they say you can cheat on it, but I haven't done that yet. They say you can cheat. Actually, I got that as a hint. It said if you're having trouble winning at poker, you can go to some place called Thieves Landing and buy a special suit. Uh, yeah, it's called the Elegant Suit. I haven't bought it yet. Okay. Uh, I haven't been directed to go to Thieves Landing. I don't know if that's somewhere that you get directed to go to or if you just have to kind of find it. I know where it is because I, I looked at the Yeah, I just went on it on my own while I was exploring. Oh, okay. Yeah, the game the game kind of encourages you to go out and explore on your own, but I'm guessing that that suit will allow you to like hide cards or something in your sleeve or whatever. 
Yeah. So I'd have to check, give that a shot. But not just poker, there's also blackjack, liar's dice, mm-hmm. five finger fillet, which I didn't know what the name was at first. Oh, is that the one with the knife in your fingers or? Yeah, that's what they did in Aliens. Oh, uh, you have to push the knife really fast? Yeah, well the way it's done, it's almost like DDR. Okay. You have to push the buttons a certain order. It'd be like A, B, A, Y, A, B, A, Y. Okay. I mean, you basically have to do it like three, three rounds to beat the other guy. We all play horseshoes, which I'm terrible at. Oh yeah, I was I was about I just remembered horseshoes. I because to get one of the outfits, the way the outfits work in this game, some of them you can buy and some of them you get for having like I think I got the duster for having a high honor. Um, so some of them are just given to you, but some of the outfits that you put in the game that you can get in the game, you have to complete a series of challenges to get that outfit. And, like, you have to complete, like, eight things. Like, uh, one of the things is, like, win at cards or capture an outlaw from a certain gang alive and so forth. And one of the ones for one of the outfits was to win at horseshoes. So, at that, and did you eventually, were you able to do it or? No, like I said, I, I can't even get a straight throw. Well, it almost feels like I'm, almost feels like I'm using a Wiimote while playing. <laughs> yeah, I, I know with the swing. It's kind of like, it's sort of a variation of like a golf game, kind of, where you have to swing your club, but the, I think the key is you aim, you, you, you go to the aiming screen and you put the, the, the spike that you're throwing at in between your horseshoe, and then you move your arm back and forth, move your arm back and forth, and when it turns green, that's when you're supposed to throw it. Right, and that's what I've done, but they still go way out of control. Well, and then the other thing that you might be doing that I found I was doing was when you when you get two throws per round, that second throw, you've got to re-aim again. The aim is off the second time. So you have to re-aim the second time and set your shot up again. And also, if you'll notice, every time you play, there's a lot of wind. The wind actually affects your throw quite a bit, especially the high throws. So look at the direction the wind is blowing and sort of aim into the wind so that you're... Oh. Yeah, I noticed that. Cause, I never saw that. Because it looks like... I mean, I was like... I noticed it like when you're playing, it looks like all of a sudden... It's like a perfectly still air day. And then I start playing horseshoes and all of a sudden it's like I'm in a hurricane. I'm like, what is going on with all these tumbleweeds going by and stuff? And then I realized that the wind is actually affecting your throw. So that's one thing that might help you out. Oh, okay. I'll give that a shot. But I played, like, in that initial ranch, uh, I mean, you know, I played for, like, a whole day just doing tasks around the ranch. It was, you know, it was interesting. Yeah, and then when I got to Armadillo, that's when I really went to town. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a lot of things you can do in town, and there's um, NPC strangers that'll come up to you and, and ask you for help. You were telling me before the show started you were doing a quest called uh, American Appetites, where you were going out and finding missing people in the woods, <laughs> and yeah. and they end up getting they're, – they're all dismembered, and it's sort of like a mystery, like what's happening to these people. So I, I eventually did solve that one, and I can tell you it's a really cool really cool storyline. So you should you should go back and find out what's happening to all those missing people, Todd. <laughs> I would give that a shot because, like I said, that was really – really questioning me what what to do. I was like, where are these people? <laughs> so then, um, let's see. Uh, the other stuff was uh, that I wanted to mention, or that Rockstar wanted to mention. So, uh, I don't know, do we talk about honor and fame? There's two scores that you can get in the game that are generally sort of like your, I guess you'd call it your score, I mean, in a sense. Uh, one, one is your honor, and that's that changes depending on just about every action you do in the game, right? Any Every major action. Yeah, 
even something as simple as uh, stealing a horse by mistake, just jumping on one. I meant to jump on another one. We'll count against you. Yeah, Shella said that she got a she, she actually got a wanted level because uh, she accidentally stole a stagecoach. She thought she was oh that that's what I did. <laughs> she thought she was boarding it and she hops up in the driver's seat and everybody thought she was stealing it. <laughs> Yeah, so I was just like, I'm sorry, and I gave him 50 bucks, and that was it. Oh, that's cool. That's cool that the game let you do that. Um, yeah, because I remember how GTA was. If you got one star, you got to run. <laughs> just get out of the little circle here. You're just like, I'm sorry, and just give him the money, and you're all set. Yeah, and this one, uh, the way, when you get a wanted level, you there's like a radius that the po- – there's usually a posse that will form to come after you, depending on how big your crime is. And if you get outside that radius where nobody can see you for long enough, the, the wanted level will eventually stop. Uh, yeah, that, they really did a good job of that. Or you can give them a pardon letter. You can give them a pardon letter, or you can go to the Wells Fargo Telegraph office, I think it is, and you, you yeah. can pay pay money. In fact, even if you get rid of your bounty, you still have to go to the Wells Fargo office and pay off your fine, uh, which was interesting. It was funny. I, I I actually ended up accidentally murdering somebody. I got charged with murder and horse slaughter. Because, yeah, get this, these guys were, I was just going along the trail, I was actually trying to find that hidden gold, I, I found three hidden gold bars so far, and I think I was going out to find the second one, and it was just a random encounter, there was these two guys riding on the trail, and these coyotes were attacking them, I mean, these stupid little coyotes were jumping up and trying to pull them off their horses and stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'll help you out, and I got my gun out, and I started shooting the coyotes with my rifle, and I must have missed and somehow, this is like some magic bullet, ended up going through the guy, killing the guy, and killing his horse. <laughs> so his horse falls over. The guy dies. Um, they're both lying there dead. His partner's like, oh, my God, and runs off into town. And I'm like, oh, man, I could either tack that guy down and shoot him or what I, I didn't do anything. And then so the law comes after me, and then I got stuck at this campsite, and I had to shoot all these lawmen because they were trying to kill me. So I, I end up with like a something like a $300 fine. Finally, one level goes away. I ride into town. I go to the telegraph office, and I'm like, yeah, I murdered three people and slaughtered horses, so here's my fine. Are we okay now? And they're like, Oh they're like, yep, go ahead. <laughs> so that was that was kind of like oblivion. The penalty for murdering someone is you have to pay money. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, my my uh, honor took a big hit on that one. So, uh, however, my fame went up. Your fame goes up no matter what you do, because that's just if people have heard of you. But whether you're good or bad depends on depends on your actions. So, yeah, I think it's more like toll mission progress. Yeah. Okay. Compared compared to the morality system that the honor and dishonor does. Yeah, well, I had to do a lot of night missions with that dog Charlie to get my honor back after that, believe me. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Um, so some of the things they, they talk about in the game is the horses, the horses and how realistic the horses are. What is your experience with that? Yeah, the time, I'm impressed with the quality of them. I mean, they, they react responsibly. Like you said, when somebody gets shot, they, they run and cower. Mm-hmm. They look authentic. When, when trying to train them, Train them. They are very aggressive, which I love. You got you got to be able to actually control them to tame them down. Yeah, I mean, one of the coolest things that I did in the game was actually I, I saw a wild horse that looked really fast, I guess, and I'm like, you know, I want that horse. And you know, I went, I lassoed it, and I broke it, and it and event, you know, it was hard. It threw me like twice, and then you can eventually make it your mount. So mm-hmm. that's that's pretty cool. Um, it, it eventually you have to learn to train them. 
train a whole bunch of them whenever you find them. Oh, really? There's actually a, a mission alert that allows you to do that. Oh, that's pretty cool. And then you, you sell them or whatever to a rancher? Uh, well, you just drop them off at a... You, know, you drop them off at a ranch, they'll give you either, either fame or money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's only like a couple of bucks per mission, but still it's better than nothing. Oh, yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, the, um, the, uh, the one thing that, um, Shella mentioned that she'll probably, she'll probably mention in her review, so I don't want to steal too much thunder from her, but I, I've noticed it too in this game is, uh, the dialogue. The dialogue is incredible. And, uh, as well as the voice acting. Oh, uh, exactly. Yeah, the voice acting. Um, I, lo- I looked at the guy who plays the main character, Mr. Marsh, or is it Marsh? Marsh. Marston. Yeah, and I don't think he's been in a previous Rockstar game. I thought he might have been, uh, Johnny from The Lost and the Damned, but it's not him. It's a, it must, it almost sounds like him, yeah. That's who I thought it was, so I went through, cause I went through the booklet to see who that was, and you know, it's a, di- it's a different guy, so. Yeah, cause I did the same thing since my original copy was purchased through Gamefly. Mm-hmm. Well, I should say Red through Gamefly. I had to go through IMDB to see who all the characters were. And I couldn't make any of them out. Yeah. That's- I mean, which is weird because the quality is, I mean, the voice quality is, is, is exceptional. Yeah, I don't know how Rockstar found the, I mean, these are essentially unknowns, but, but man, they do a good job. The, the woman that you meet at first, um, she, she's incredible. She's got a great, great voice. And they, the her and the main character have a real witty dialogue between the two of them. Anytime they're out on a mission or something. Oh, and there's other characters, uh, other NPCs that you meet. Some of their dialogue is just hilarious. <laughs> I, I told you one last night that we cannot mention on the air because it does get a little vulgar. Okay. But the reaction to it was funny. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, how do you say a certain slur in, in Spanish? It's like, you tell me you must have been called it a hundred times. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. And I've also noticed that the voices are actually in sync on this, which, I mean, would normally be excellent. I kind of consider that as as a criticism. Really? Why? Because, well, what do you think about it? This is supposed to be based on spaghetti westerns, mm-hmm. and they were redubbed from the original Italian dialogue. Oh, you think they, they, their mouths should be out of sync? <laughs> a perfect example is when they re-released The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly back in 2003. Mm-hmm. You'll notice, I mean, well, first of all, it had to be, some of the scenes had to be dubbed twice. Because originally it was the actual actor speaking, in, in this case, Eli Wallach. Mm-hmm. That was back in 66. Then they had to redub it in Italian mono for the for the original theatrical release. And then in 2003, they had to redub it again. And we're talking about a guy who was supposed to be in his 50s back in 1963. Oh, wow. Or 1966. So uh, in this case, he, he was boring on 90, and you can tell the difference. Oh, yeah, okay. I can, I can see so it. Sounds like his character's about to keel over in his deathbed. <laughs> Jeez. So, I mean, I kind of miss that in this game, but the facial animation also is is top notch. Yeah, I mean, it's, you especially see it when you're close up to other characters, like when you're playing poker and they're talking. I mean, it's it's spot on. Yeah, in order to be based on a spaghetti western, you got to have those extreme close ups. <laughs> that was one thing that Sergio Leone mastered. Mm-hmm. If you look at the look at the uh, Mexican standoff scene, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Here's a perfect example. Right. I mean, all it is just a bunch of jump cuts. They start off from a distance, then they get closer and closer right until the guns fire. Yeah, yeah. I've I've seen some angles like that, depending. But I mean, I think they. It's hard for a, a developer like that in a game because you're talking about a cutscene angle, and then you're taking people away from the actual game. And they seem to they seem to mostly keep you inside the game. There's not a whole lot of um, 
cutscenes except for at the beginning of a mission and may- maybe at the very end of a mission. Yeah, and I don't recall much in the term of QTE, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, the other thing about the um, – and this kind of goes to the realism – is the open world. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but like the guy that sells you stuff at like the general store during the day will will be in the saloon at night getting a drink. Oh, I never noticed that. I noticed the stores are closed. Yeah. Th- you know, a couple of them. I'm saying, like, come back between 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. You can actually go sometimes into the bars or around town, and or there's a movie house, I think, in uh, in um, Armadillo. I don't know if you've gone into yeah. movies, but you'll have- Oh, I've, I've been there, and that was hilarious. <laughs> the movie theaters are really funny. Uh, I went to one at night, was showing up, basically almost like a, a 1910 anti-drug video. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so you paid to see an anti-drug message. Yeah, I mean, I was expecting—I wasn't expecting much, but I—I I thought it was one of the funniest things I've seen in the game so far. Oh, that's awesome! I'm gonna have to check that out. Um, but you—you'll sometimes see. Um, shopkeepers in there and in those places. In a lot of ways, that's like Oblivion. Um, that Oblivion, I think, was one of the first ones to do that, where everyone who's an NPC has a life in the game. So that's kind of cool to see that. Um, and then also the um, – I don't know. Have you sat at any campfires like out on the woods where people are like, hey, come sit by our campfire for a while? No, I've only done ones by myself. I haven't had anyone invite me to their camp. Oh, I've seen – well, I've seen camps, and what you do is um, – well, I'm always wary when I out in the woods because how many times – I think three times people have said, help me, I need help, and I go over to them, and they try to jack my horse. <laughs> um, I had one, and then the woman was like, I apologize, they set me up, please don't do anything to me. Oh, uh, okay. I shot her afterwards. <laughs> you could have just, just hogtied her. <laughs> but um, – uh, it's like blank you and then just shot her. Well, this is um this was uh just a campfire and there's a couple guys sitting around it, and you can choose to sit with them and they'll tell stories and a lot of their tales are stories about what you've done in the game. So yeah. that's really awesome. I um I guess it's not giving away too much of a spoiler to say that you do a mission with a, a snake oil salesman at some point in the game. And it's funny when you sit at the campsite later on, they're talking about, oh, did you hear there's a new miracle tonic all the way from New York City? And it, and I hear that you, if you drink it, you can fight ten guys and shoot a fly from a thousand yards and all this stuff. And I'm just, I know the mission you're talking just, about. That I'm, was a lot of fun. I'm just sitting here laughing because I know what really happened. But that's pretty cool. And apparently those campsites uh, will wait about six game hours to simulate your deeds being spread out throughout the Old West, and, and and then that's when they'll start talking about them. So visit campsites if you want to be famous. Oh, will do. Uh, the one thing I did want to mention, because uh, we are running low on time, is the multiplayer aspects of Red Dead Redemption. I don't play multiplayer. I don't like multiplayer. I mean, I like MMOs, kind of, if, if there's no PvP, but I generally don't like multiplayer because... I mean, I'm not that good at it. I go into a game, I'll get owned by some, you know, 14-year-old kid who's spent the last week and a half playing straight. And so I, I generally don't have a lot of fun with it. But I'm having a ton of fun with the multiplayer in Red Dead. It's um, They've done a really unique thing. It's an open world uh, where it's almost just like playing the single-player version of the game, but you're, but you're playing with other people. And you can form posses and go after bandits and things like that. And it's it's very laid back, and I'm, I'm having a really good time with it. So I, I don't know if, if you had any chance to play any of the... Um, you know my stance on MMOs. I know you hate them. <laughs> yes, I do. This may be one of the few exceptions. Probably first one since uh, Fantasy Star Online. 
that I might be interested in playing. Yeah, it's it's pretty balanced. I mean, because when you level, you you're able to unlock new characters, like the way you look, and you're able to unlock new guns and things like that. Yeah. But you're not really getting more hit points or anything. So in my experience, um, I've I've killed some guys who were like level 15 and some guys who were like level 20. And I, and I was like, you know, I was still first, second level because, you know, even though they're Mr. Uber player, they get shot in the head with the Winchester. They're still going to die no matter how great they are. So that's good. So that was pretty cool. So I like that. And I actually, uh, Rockstar has a contest going on where if you kill a Rockstar developer, uh, you get uh, entered into, they'll put your likeness in the game, in a future game. Uh, and uh, I actually killed a Rockstar developer the other night. I was so happy. <laughs> but the, was it really a Rockstar developer or someone who already beat or I killed a Rockstar? Developer? It might have it might have been somebody who had already killed a Rockstar developer, but that still counts for the for the trophies. Okay, because I was wondering because I was playing Split Second last night and I got an achievement for the same thing. Oh, really? For wrecking a BlackRock developer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's either somebody who is or who's already killed them. So we'll see. That's pretty cool they're making that contest. Oh, yeah, might as well. I mean, it's kind of fun for them, too. They get to go on their game and run around and get shot. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Todd, okay, so, like, I guess I don't really have a final question for you, but, I mean, I mean, general general impressions, what do you, what do you think about Red Dead? Um, do you think that it's going to be, so far, sales-wise, it's the most successful game of uh, of this year? Let's put it this way. A reviewer I listened to online uh, gave his first ever 10 out of 10 for this game. Really? Yeah, I have to agree with him. Okay, well, we'll have to see. We'll have it, it, I'm gonna be surprised when Kelly and I do our end of the year review. It'll at least be in top five. Oh yeah, I mean, just what they've done with the open world is impressive enough. I mean, and then I'm reminded of a show that you and I, and I think Kelly and Shella did a while back, where we were talking about untapped genres here mm-hmm. in here in the lounge. And one of the things we brought up was, wouldn't it be cool to have a Western game, like the or some sort of different open world, other than you know always like a GTA title? And surprise, surprise, here it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wasn't involved in that show, but I mean, think about all the westerns that have come out. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, there's not many. I mean, Gun, Red Dead Revolver, Call of Juarez, the current generation. Mm-hmm. And I have to go back to all the uh, Mad Dog McCree style Laserdisc games that came out in the 90s. Right. Or, God forbid, another Laserdisc game called Badlands, which I don't think you even remember. No, I don't. So. I don't. I don't count it because apparently your cowboy character ends up going up against dinosaurs. <laughs> okay. But no, they're at, I mean, the old West has not been exploited much in games. Yeah, and kudos to um, Rockstar for not only exploring the old West, but sort of almost making like a statement with setting it like at the very end of the old West and sort of making us realize kind of what we've lost. Not to mention the budget they put on this game. Yeah, what was it, like $100 million? $100 million. <laughs> I mean, how many companies would do that unless they knew it was going to be safe? Well, how many companies could afford to do it, number one, especially in this economy? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd say the $100 million is well put to good use. Yeah, well. I'd like to see them, like them reap it back, which shouldn't be a problem. No, I, I think they're probably on track for doing yeah, that right just, now. Just sell at least 2 million copies and you should do it. Yeah, they probably they probably do that. I I would think so. Plus all the DLC that's coming out. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, give them crap for something else. The first one, it, first DLC pack is going to be free. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, forget the name of it. Uh, something outlaws. I want to check. That's cool. And maybe it'll have my likeness on it since I since I killed a rock star guy. <laughs> it's basically six additional missions. They're going to be able to take place in through Mexico, and it's going to be available for free. 
Awesome. That's How often do we have that happen? Not very often. That's awesome. So kudos to them. So um, we are well out of time. Uh, if uh, our listeners, if you have a cool story from Red Dead, you know, email it to us. We're Gin, Gin Lounge at GameIndustry.com. We would love to hear from you. Everyone who plays this game is going to end up with uh, like a, a whole bunch of stories to tell. So let us know what you're thinking. Let us know how many outlaws you've captured. Uh, you know, everyone's got a funny story. I, I roped an outlaw last night and a mountain lion ate him before I could put him on my horse. So, <laughs> so always funny stuff happening in this game. Let us know. We'd love to hear from it. We, we may end up doing another show on Red Dead later on once we sort of get the sales figures and stuff. So um, until next time, uh, Todd, thanks for joining me in the lounge. No problem. And thanks to all our listeners for listening, and we'll see you next time. Uh, until then, you don't necessarily have to be the fastest gun in the West. You just have to be faster than the other guy. Thank <laughs> you.